Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello and welcome to the Spurs News Podcast. It's me, Sam, and I'm joined again by Matt. How you doing, buddy? Uh, hot, but I'm okay. It is fucking hot, isn't it? It <laughs> really is. I, I, I'm I'm done now. What the hell? And and the news are on about over the next twenty years. This is what we're gonna have to get used to. Oh, I am looking at Norway and thinking that looks like a lovely country to live right now. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. Oh, I don't. For, for two reasons. One, apparently they don't have a lot of spiders as well, and I friggin' hate spiders. <laughs> but yeah, nah, man, it is hot, and and it's funny because. I, I I like seasons, so I like the summer to be hot. I like the spring to be sort of fresh. The autumn, to, you know, to have that wind, rain. Winter to have snow and ice. I like seasons, but yeah, yeah I, I'm done now. I, I've I'm had done. I've had this season. I am <laughs> I'm finished with it. And they're on about oh yeah, there's still weeks to go. We're not even in August yet. Well, it's just insane. I mean, I don't know if if it's the, the case all around the country, but here where I am in the south, it hasn't rained since May the twenty eighth. So we're yeah, looking yeah. at two months without a single drop of rain. Um, well, no, we, we've had a few showers. So we've had like these tropical rain showers where I've literally gone and stood outside, and the rain has been hot. You know, warm. I've been <laughs> hot like, rain. stood under it. Yeah, I've been stood under it, thinking someone is pissing on me. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's crazy. We've had six hours in total. Over the last seven weeks, that's ridiculous. And my my garden's now just dead. Like White. it's, it's yeah. either mud or the grass is just cooked. Yeah. And I, I, I it's going to sound bad. My garden was a disaster area, like a conservation area. And, <laughs> and I decided, right, last year I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to clear this thing. Damn near killed me, but then I'm going to get like proper turf. You know, like the you know lay it all out. Yeah, so last sure. year it took three days of clearing all of this rubbish and then paid to have this proper turf put down. This year it's dead. Oh, gee, yeah, that was worth it then, wasn't it, mate? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm really chuffed. I, f- I feel like I signed Sissoko. Um, uh, but yeah, so yeah, this is Spurs news, not uh, not a weather report. Um, but yeah, I, this this episode then. Mate, normally we do a running order, as you know, and I've mm. I've been saying to you today, like, yeah, don't worry about that, don't worry about that, we're just going to shoot from the hip. Yeah. The reason why I've said that, and let's kick off firstly with, apologies for last week, we did have a sound issue, hopefully we fixed it this week. If you're listening to this and it doesn't sound like Matt's in some sort of wind tunnel, <laughs> then we fixed it, but we will find out soon. <laughs> well, I'm, as, as you well know, Sam, I'm not the most... Uh, a technologically savvy person, but I, no. I feel like I've worked out how to fix it. So hopefully, I'm coming through loud and yeah. clear this time. Yeah, well, well, I can hear you, and that's a good start. <laughs> Excellent. But um, yeah, so apologies for that. Uh, anyone who's listened from the start, no, we do tend to put out audio better than that. It's sods law. Last week, we had a number of people listen for the first time. So. Um, one of the things I want to do as well is just say uh, welcome to any of the first-time listeners. I know a few people are just picking these up as and when. Uh, in our very first episode, we did a little bit of a kind of an intro of who we are, and I'm just going to reiterate that. If you've heard it before, then just enjoy it again. Don't moan. Um, but basically, uh, my name's Sam. I'm actually from Bristol, as if my accent didn't give that away. I've been a Spurs fan since I was uh, two, three years old, uh, from a family of Tottenham fans. 
all because of my grandfather. My grandfather actually was born and raised in Seven Sisters Road, a uh, massive Tottenham fan, uh, family uh, owned a Jewish jewellers uh, in North London. Nice. You can't get more Tottenham than that, really, <laughs> no, can you? <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so basically that's it. He moved in uh, World War Two. He signed into, he became a Royal Marine, moved to Somerset. Somerset, he moved to Bristol when he met a lady, my grandmother. My family was born. We've all been Tottenham fans ever since. Um, my father got the 60s, the lucky devil. Uh, my older brother got the, the 70s into the early 80s when we were good. And I got the 90s into the noughties. Oh, the, the best time. That was a, that was a highlight of our, of our history, wasn't it, those, those years? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thanks a lot, Grandad. Um, <laughs> well, you could have been worse. You could have been a Bristol City or Bristol Rovers fan, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> nah, mate, nah, nah, nah. Locally, I'm into the rugby. When it comes to the football, they can do whatever they want. Um, I, I know, I wish them well, but nah, that's, yeah. yeah, I don't do that. Um, <laughs> and my daughter has come along, and of course, she's a Tottenham fan. She's nine, and her Tottenham memories so far are Harry Kane, Pochettino, that's it. So she's loving it. She thinks, she's like, this is great. Yeah, we yeah, win lucky. a trophy anytime soon. She's going to be absolutely over the moon. But uh, yeah. uh, yourself, Matt, just to reiterate your. Uh, your or Tottenham background and pedigree. Yeah, so I'm I'm a Spurs fan because of my dad. My dad was born and brought up uh, uh, in that area in Tottenham, and uh, I, you know I, I didn't live that far away. I was Essex, but you get a lot of you know sort of East London. It's kind of you're either going to be West Ham, Spurs, Arsenal, one of yeah. those, and. You know, like you say, there were times because obviously my my big memories are the, the dark days, and there were times when I think, yeah. "Thanks, Dad." You know, but like like, <laughs> like you say now, I mean, you know, my, my little I've got two two little ones, a little boy who's six and a little girl who's three, and so my my little boy is kind of coming into getting, becoming really interested in the football yeah. now, and it is just I know we've we've had conversations about this in in the previous podcast, but Harry Kane for me, I just love the fact he's at Spurs and love the fact he's at Spurs now in relation to, to my, my, my son you know and getting yeah. him involved in the team because he's just Mr Spurs and it's and I've said this to you um, in previous podcasts as well it's not just the fact that you know he's helping helping me get indoctrinate my son into becoming a Spurs <laughs> fan but just becoming a just lessons in life, like how to yeah, how, how to yeah. succeed, be like Harry Kane. He, he you know? is the embodiment of a role model, and we're very lucky to have him. Oh, there's just no, there's a no bit. two ways about that. Just but, a bit. Um, so yeah, so that's us. Um, that's why we're talking about Tottenham. Uh, we're admins on a Facebook page, uh, Spurs Facebook dot com slash Spurs News. Uh, the page has been around for about four years now, which is frightening. Uh, there's a four-person team. as uh, myself and Matt who are talking. Uh, there's a gentleman called Dan who will be appearing on the podcast soon as well. And there's a lady called Laura. Uh, Laura runs the Instagram account mostly. Um, so if you're ever on Instagram, check us out, Spurs News 1961 uh, I'm typically around on Twitter, which is, again, at SpursNews1961. Uh, on Twitter, I'm a little bit more sarcastic than I am anywhere else. Um, You're allowed to be on Twitter, though, aren't you? I think everyone yeah, kind of has that past, yeah. don't they? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of kind of tongue-in-cheek because I can't take it as seriously as some people. I really can't. People <laughs> seem to live and die by stuff on there. and Yeah, I, I can't do that. Um, but yeah, typically with the podcast, anyone who's listened before, if this is your first time, great. If you've listened before, you know we kind of have a structure where we talk through things. We have features on the podcast, including Matt's stats, um, statistics for various things. Uh, we also have a section where you, uh, the fans of Tottenham uh, are, and fellow podcast listeners, uh, 
give us your questions and things to discuss, which we have done. This week, none of that. We're not doing any features or anything like that. We've got no running order. I, I purely want to have a chat with Matt, because Matt is probably one of the most positive Spurs fans you'll ever meet in your life. <laughs> Over this week, I've been, possibly just because I am on Twitter, I am on Facebook so much, um, I I admin the comments of Facebook posts. And after a while, it actually really can run you down. Now, Matt, you've been with the page for quite a while now. Can you can you speak to that as well? Yeah, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? Uh, you know, you alluded to, alluded to it with Twitter, and obviously yeah. Facebook, not as bad, but... You kind of you, people make comments. You have conversations, don't you, on social media that you wouldn't have in real life. Like you know, pe- people like so so often kind of like put these you know negative comments or put these um, these comments that are kind of quite um, what's the word? You know, I'm trying to find a word. You know, when you when you almost want to s- start a fight with someone, it's quite, they're quite aggressive kind of thing. Whereas you wouldn't if you was talking to some stranger no. that you bumped into on the bus that's a Spurs no. fan, for example. No, and no, and and, be, and because of that, it just. You you end up it becomes sometimes a bit of a swamp, doesn't it, of negativity and kind of, yeah. and it's it, I don't think it's a, I don't think when you look at people's comments you you, you get a real idea of no. really sometimes how people feel. I mean, don't get me wrong, like we we uh, you know a lot of us are kind of I know on on our minds a lot of us are thinking everybody in a, every team in the Premier League apart from us and Burnley have signed someone, and so that kind of it almost starts off that. That hysteria, doesn't it? Like you know, why have we signed anyone? It was so many players, but yeah. I, I, I just and, I, and we've we've had conversations about this on previous podcasts as well, Sam, because we we talk about the the, uh, the, the the transfer, you know, kind of targets and things, and I know it's coming up soon. I appreciate that the, the the deadline's coming up soon, but I genuinely think that we are going to. I genuinely think we'll sign a couple of very very good players, and then all this negativity will, will be irrelevant, you know? It's just because people are panicking. And, and I, I mean, when have, when have we... Have we had a season where we haven't signed a single person in a, in a summer transfer? I don't think we have, have we? No, I can't see it happening. Well. I genuinely can't see it. I just, I just think my personal opinion is that we've... You know, you, you look at, for example, you look at West Ham. West Ham have made five or six decent signings. Then, then none of them are world beaters, but they're decent signings. But yeah. that's not the signings I think we need to make. I, I I don't think we do. We we don't need to make the de- half decent squad player signings. We we need to sign a couple of excellent players because you look at our first team, and and I know you know sometimes you get people on 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 our Facebook page and other Facebook pages, and you feel like they're swimming against the tide sometimes. But they yeah. they they say these these kind of minorities sometimes are like we have a very good team. We have an excellent team. If we if we're going to make signings, they need to be signings that are going to dislodge excellent players in our in our squad yeah. you know and, and I pre- and I appreciate and I know you're probably thinking well we're going to lose some decent players probably you know the likes of Toby and Dembele and that tech probably you know but I I personally think that come the de- the deadline we'll look back and we'll like oh that was all right we signed some a couple of excellent players and we've got a good squad coming forward to you, the season you are you are putting your positive spin on this for me and I appreciate it thank you <laughs> sure. I um I want to play devil's advocate with you for a bit not Go to on. try and drag you down Go by on. the way, so Go but on. I wanna I wanna try and throw a few things at you because I'm genuinely interested from your point of view. Sure. Uh, just just to finish off my point from before is I I'm a very you've spoken to me long enough. I'm a quite a positive Spurs fan myself. I try and look for the benefits and things. Yeah. Um. I I'm not immune to criticizing people either. I think Pochettino is one of the best managers we've ever had. It doesn't make him immune to criticism. 
Mm. Um, I think Daniel Levy has done a great job taking a club forward from where it was when he took over as chairman to where it is now. That doesn't mean he's perfect, you know. So mm. I, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not one of these people that sort of I'm pro this or anti that. I, I generally try and look at everything on their merits. If Daniel Levy does something well, well done. If he does something I believe was poor then I believe it was poor. I'm, I'm not pro or anti anything. Yeah. It's the point I'm trying to get It's across. just, as you see it, you're, you're not like, you're not kind of right. Like, I'm in this no, camp and no matter what they do, I'm going to stay in this camp. You're yeah, just like, I, I I'll, I'll take I'm, everything on merit kind of thing. Yeah, you got it. I, I don't yeah. have an agenda with it. And that's not mm. to say that I think people are blinded by agendas. I, I do believe some are. But I, I'm just saying that I, that's how I am and I, hopefully that's how I come across. But going back to what I was saying before, I, we've got 54,000 people on our Facebook page. We post, you know, three to five times a day, typically. Currently in the summer, it's less than that because there isn't as an abundance of news out there. And we, as a, as a page, made the decision we don't post clickbait or anything like that. We don't get involved in none of that crap. So we got something to say, we'll post it. Today we posted about rumours. Now, we rarely do that. The main reason why we did it today were two two points to it. One... Because the rumours have come from places that are generally pretty reliable. And two, I think it raised good discussion points. Because the two rumours that we posted today is about Vincent Janssen leaving again on another season's loan. Mm-hmm. And 18-year-old striker Rio Griffiths, who suddenly shot to fame with every Spurs fan uh, last season, looks like he might actually still be leaving the club. Yeah. Now... The rumours have come from this. Yesterday, Rio Griffiths was seen at Lyon in France. Now, I found out that he has signed an extension to his scholarship deal back in June. He didn't sign a professional contract. Now, a one-year extension to his scholarship, in essence, everyone thought, yay, great, he's staying. Um, It wasn't the, the kind of concrete signing a professional deal would have been. And certainly means it limits us in terms of if we demand a fee for him should he want to leave Mm. but the rumors that are circulating and i gotta stress it is rumors is that he's leaving because the club have axed him and he's leaving because the club have axed him because of social media stuff he's done his behavior and things like that it it amazes me and there's a lot of comments on there people can see i've i've contributed and spoken to a few people i've tried to stress over and over again how it's rumors I've also had to delete a lot of comments from that today because people were absolutely vile and vitriolic in attacking the club in terms of um, their management of young players, um, how it shouldn't matter what he does in the summer break. Um, and, and I want to bring it us all the way back now to what you said right away about Harry Kane being this wonderful role model to to your son. Mm. I think he's a wonderful role model to kids. I think he's a wonderful role model to professionals everywhere. And he himself modelled himself on Tom Brady, uh, the American football player. Oh, of course, yeah, that's and, right. And the work ethic that he went through to go from being like a number 200 draft pick to being probably one of the best American football players of all time. Mm. And as Harry Kane saw that, read that, and that inspired him to, to go on and do what he's done. Uh, a kind of a person who most people wrote off to becoming arguably the best striker in the world right now. Mm. So, if you've got an 18-year-old player who... And again, all of this is just rumour and stuff like that, and I, um, 
I'm, I'm, I've got no evidence for any of this, but if you've got an 18-year-old player who has been warned over drug use, if you've got an 18-year-old player who's been warned over posting people doing drugs on their social media account, mm. if you've got a young player who openly were tweeting and retweeting every link away from the club whilst negotiating a new contract, and if you've got a player whose parents, management agents, people like that, were making demands on the club which were well over and above what the club do for youth players. I don't care how talented that player is. I don't want them at my club. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You and, and sorry, and, mate. Sorry, mate. No, just to finish my point before you jump in, the the sheer vitriol and from fans. I had to wade through today where they were just slamming the club for this and slamming my opinion of this. I just can't get over that people lose sight of the the bigger picture of a squad, a team ethos. And if you've got one person who's a bad egg, and this kid's 18 years old, he has done nothing so far except for be the top goal scorer in the under-18s. And people were saying, why isn't he on the USA Tour? Why isn't he our reserve for Harry Kane? Why don't we sell Lorente and Janssen and promote this kid? All he's done is be bigger and more athletic than kids. Yeah. He played five times for the under-23s, so up against proper professionals, as I'd call it, and looked completely out of his depth last year in yeah. all of the games. I was fortunate to watch three of them live. He, he just he wasn't the same player, because up against seasoned pros who were just going to kick lumps out of him or were just going to bully him back, he wasn't the same player. Now, that's not to say that he can't develop. This season, I was looking forward to seeing him play more under-23 games to see if he could take that next step. But he's, you know, his attitude and things has to be of learning and developing. It can't be that, hey, I've made it. Yeah, no, of course, yeah. It, it's it's kind of like uh, people kind of, uh, and, and, I don't, and I mean this with all due respect, but people have kind of got this skewed look at things. And I think, you know, going back to social media again, this probably might be part of the problem so you you know you you hear of like Rio Griffith scoring some goals last season and people just suddenly equate that with what like you say well he should you know let's let's move him into the into the Premier League like you know let's let's put him as a substitute and you you know you'll you'll get most teams at the the end of the season especially when there's nothing to play for will put some academy kids on subs bench won't they to give them a little bit of a taster but that's it they're not doing that so next season they're gonna they're gonna be playing, you know, half the games. It, it, you're, you're, you're spot on. He's got the potential. He has the potential yeah. to be a good player. Yeah. But that is all it is at the moment. Just potential. Yeah. And, There's and nothing more than that. And you, you, yeah. you, but potential, like you say, potential compared to the finished article or a player. You know, don't don't get me wrong. Like I think Lorente could have done a lot better last season. Yeah. He, he could have done. You know, and and I will say. Look at what I watched the highlights of the game last night, and he looks fit, lean. Yeah. He looks a better player uh, than he did last season, which is to, which is going to happen because he didn't have a proper pre-season last season with Swansea. No. But you can't compare Rio Griffiths now to Fernando Lorente and say no. he should have. You can't. They just they're like one player's. Okay, one player's in his thirties, but he's you know he's won everything. Probably needs to be won. He's, he's a won everything. Professional. Yeah. The other guy. Bags and bags of potential, and could potentially be someone who could win everything, but he hasn't yet, you know. So, it's 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 it's, it's in my opinion ludicrous to kind of 
to say why isn't he on this tour and you, you know all, all this anger it's, it's, he's just a he's just a yeah. young kid with a lot of potential yeah. scored a lot of goals like you say he's got a lot of goals but like you say there were there were goals against defenders that are also under, uh, at that level you know? yeah yeah um, <laughs> he, he, he's a big lad he's a big imposing lad at under 18 level he he's like one of the he's you know he looked like a man against boys a lot of the time yeah. Um. When he went up against people his own size, like I said in the under twenty threes, he, he wasn't the same player. Which of course he wouldn't be because he needs to develop and learn. Yeah. I hope the rumors are. I hope the rumors are nonsense. I really do. Um, two very reputable uh, Twitter accounts for Youth Academy both tweeted about it last night, which was a little, a little ways after I heard. Um. So I. I'm hoping it's just rumours. I'm hoping it's just nothing, and we'll, we'll wait and see for confirmation. But the whole reason, you know, I wanted to put that out there was just to open a bit of a discussion. But yeah, it, this brings me back to it. It feels like our fan base is toxic again, and I yeah. cannot work out why. I, I just, I, I'm trying my very, very best. And, and you said before about the fact that you believe, and genuinely, I know you do. You believe in your heart that there's going to be two quality signings coming into the club and you believe even if they arrive on deadline day you're you're happy because they are two quality signings improving the team yeah i i do i i feel like we've got so i know your your knowledge of kind of what's going on behind the scenes is a lot more in depth than mine but from where from where i am with the limited knowledge that i have or or, or you know i've been been given i feel like like for example toby right i feel like he's going to go right i feel like he's yeah. he's not going to be at the club right so here we have a player value between 50 and 75 million being you know some of the biggest clubs are after him yeah I, we we won't let, i don't think we'll let him go without replacing him with a with a with with somebody of equal quality. I don't think we will. I don't think we can let someone like Toby go and go, let's just pocket the money. I don't think we're that kind of club. And I, and I, and I feel like with, with the ground... Can I interject? Go on, go on mate. Then. Yeah. Sorry, I, just again, I want to play a little bit of devil's advocate. Do you believe that Serge Aurier is as good a player as Carl Walker? Do you know... <laughs> and, you, and you want me to have a positive spin? Well, no, no. Can I be honest, reason, mate? Can I be honest? Why, the reason why I've said that is because the point you just made is I don't believe we are a club that would sell a player and not replace him with his equal quality. Last summer, the argument could be that we sold Carl Walker and we replaced him with someone who has the potential to be a very good footballer. But unfortunately, be for whatever reason... He is, for me, and I'll say it only for me, he isn't as good as Kyle Walker. And, I, and yeah. keep in mind, I'm not a big Kyle Walker fan. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I never was. I felt he always had a mistake in him. Yeah. Um, well, he, he proved it even in the, in the World Cup, didn't he? That, you know, uh, well, yeah, he's, he's, he's a, the reason we're out. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke. I'm, I'm standing by it, but I'm still, it's a joke. Um, he... So you know, so yeah, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Do you think Aurier was as good as player as Carl Walker? No, I, I don't. I think Aurier's got the potential to be as good, but he's not. He's not as good now. So I would say that he's a lot think, younger. So do you think that the club will buy a player equal to Toby, or potentially to get to Toby? Because uh, there is a big difference. Yeah, I, I mean, there's no getting away from the fact that 
you know, it's it's our policy, isn't it, to, to buy young players yeah. with 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 a lot of potential. And you know, we've had discussions on previous podcasts. It's, it's been hit and miss, hasn't it? You know, we look yeah. at Nkudu and some of them players, and yeah, you know, you look at Davinson Sanchez, who's just honestly, I've just been amazed how how quickly yeah, he's settled into the Premier player. League. You know, it. it it's a risk, isn't it? You know, you, 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 it's always going to be a risk as opposed to if you if you spend a hundred and hundred million on a player that's yeah. tried and tested, and you, you know what you're going to get from the first minute. It's a risk, and I, I guess Levy weighs out those risks, doesn't he? You know, I I, I just it's it's funny because I, I feel like the the Rio Griffiths thing. I guarantee you, right? If if we'd have made a couple of signings, big signings now, no one would care. <laughs> Genuinely, no yeah. one would care what he does. See you later, yeah. mate. We'll, we'll pay for your plane ticket. No one cares. But yeah. I feel like it's like kind of, it's almost like as an analogy, it's like we're in the desert and, you know, Rio Griffiths is that water. They said anything, anything we've got, let's take that, you know. And, and it's anything just, people are searching for a positive or, yeah, or, yeah. or perversely are searching for any reason to be angry and shout. And Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so to, fir- so to f- follow on then, because again, I, I need your positivity here, man. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate just because I see these debates rage everywhere. So I just kind of wanted to put one on a podcast. Mauricio Pochettino in December. Um, I'm not going to pull the direct quote just because I'm lazy, but he basically <laughs> said, paraphrasing, um, that we need to make signings early. Because when the players arrive on deadline day or a few days before deadline day, he has no time to work with them and it takes months. I think he said four to five months for them to reach the level he expects. Mm. Now, everybody knows that Mauricio Pochettino fit is a step beyond every other manager in the Premier League's version of fitness. Mm. Any player who's ever played under him has said that. And 90% of those players have said they were better players for it. You know, you look at the lads who came from Southampton under him. Mm. He made them, mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Look at how a lot of them, their career tra- trajectory has gone post his management, okay? Mm. Mm-hmm. Which goes to pro- prove his coaching, his tactics, his system, and the level of fitness they had whilst working with him is the reason they were doing so well. Best example for me, Morgan Schneiderlin. Yeah. He looked like the best defensive midfielder in the world, didn't he? You <laughs> know, no, and, you're right, actually. And now he's almost quite laughable, isn't it? To think that well, now, it is, isn't it? Yeah. it is because he went to Manchester United and couldn't get in the side mm. and apparently was awful in training. Um, and then he's gone to Everton, has been discipline problems, he's had uh, you know, countless issues with injuries and things. He just that's not bad luck. That's that he got his move and took his foot off the pedal and he didn't have Pock and Jesus, you know, kicking him left, right and centre to keep him at the level he should have been. Yeah, sure. So I'm going back to this then. He said in December he needed his signings early. He then said following the final game of last season, the club needed to change its policy, needed to be brave, needed to make signings early. Okay, so I'm not done yet before I put this to you. Knowing knowing those quotes from the manager, knowing that he then signed a new deal, I think most fans felt that he was given assurances over signings going forward. Mm. Here's another Pochettino quote. He said, Last summer we weren't able to make our signings early, but we did try. But for one reason or another we weren't able to. 
Now, if that happens again next summer, I'm going to be like, really? Again, we couldn't do it? Now, that is a direct quote. So, flash forward, we are now in that summer. We are fast approaching the deadline. It's the 26th of July today. The transfer deadline is, I believe, Thursday the 9th. Um, yeah, 5pm, Thursday the 9th of August. So, you're looking at two weeks away. So in two weeks, two weeks to go, we've not made one signing. Do you, I mean, it is obvious, therefore, that the manager is not getting his way. Yeah, do you agree? It's a, it's a, it's a difficult one, Sam, isn't it? It's <laughs> no, a, it's not. Because... No, it is a difficult one because I, I, I absolutely agree. Right, I, I know you're kind of playing devil's advocate, but I know I you've, it's, but it's your, it is your kind of, I get the feeling that it's kind of your feelings as well. well so you're I, half devil, half Sam. <laughs> I, I'm, what I'm, what, the point I'm trying to drive at is I can completely understand the business aspect of football and I can completely understand Daniel Levy's position. Daniel Levy will not sign somebody until he has sold players. Not because the club doesn't have the money to make the signings, but because he knows, with our squad the way it is, if he brings in somebody, then the person bidding on our players will lower their bid because they now know we have to sell. Yeah. So if he signs a central defender, let's say he goes to Leicester tomorrow and says, right, I'll give you £50 million for Harry Maguire. And Leicester go, yeah, yes, please, thank you very much. How much do you think... Man United will suddenly bid for Toby. Mm, oh yeah, yeah right. oh, we'll give you 45 million or we'll give you 50, bang mm. on. Because they know we've just signed this replacement and we yeah. don't want both of them on the books. So from a business point of view, I completely and utterly understand what he's doing. But here's here's the thing and here's the kicker. I am not a fan of a business. I'm the fan of a football team. Mm. And I want my football team to win things. I'm not saying that's the be all and end all because if I was wanted, if it was the be all and end all, I wouldn't be a Tottenham fan. Yes, yeah, sure. you know, I'd have made that. I'd have made the choice years ago. Hey, <laughs> that blue mob up the rose—they win a lot of trophies. I'd never go to the red mob. That oh happen. yeah, but but you, you know what I'm saying. You know, yeah. if I if I that is the be all and end all to me in my life, then I am supporting the wrong team. But mm, yeah. you know, there's there's more to it. So. But I do want to see that. Of course I do. I want to see us lift the FA Cup more than anyone can imagine. It was like one of the best memories as a kid, 91. I want my my daughter to see that. Mm. There are people I know with kids who have been born and are now teenagers that haven't seen us win a trophy, you know? Well, apart from the League Cup, but it's not really. Well, no, even that, you know, even people bemoan the League Cup. I remember both of those wins and I loved both of them. Yeah. You know, they were great. It was yeah. great days and they were just wonderful things that happened. So what I'm coming back to is the manager has made it clear. He's the best manager we've had in a long time. And he has made it clear for us to win things, to be successful on the football pitch, he needs the players early. And yet the chairman has made the decision as a business decision not to provide that. And this is where I'm struggling. This is it's... where I'm kind of in this real aggravated, and this is where I need you, man. Because... Do, 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 do you know what? It's a, it's a bit like Sam. It's, a, it's it's kind of like a perfect storm at the moment, isn't it? So yeah. you've got the you've got the ground, 
which is obviously costing a lot of money and it's taking a lot of Levy's yeah. attention away. Yeah. Then you've got the fact that we've, and, and when I say successful, before if any, if any fans of any other teams are listening and they say, oh, what you want, I, 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 we've, we've been successful if for our, our kind of... Like, it you know, doesn't we, we, we talk, fans we, from other teams, man. <laughs> yeah, you never know, do you? But, yeah. you know, but you know, like, we've obviously, we had, you were talking about the dark days, wasn't we? Like, I, yeah. I appreciate that we ha- we're not winning trophies, but we're regularly uh, qualifying for the Champions League. We've got an excellent squad of players. Best squad of players I think I've known in my lifetime. I mean, I'm only 39, but this is the best team I think I've ever seen at Spurs. And it's it's kind of one of those things where, like, may, maybe, maybe, let's say, Let's say Harry Redknapp's reign, maybe. Then the and I'll go back to the West Ham signings again. Those West Ham signings they've made, we probably we probably would have made them. You know that that would have they would have probably come to us. You know, and we'd yeah. been all happy. We've made some signings, but it's it's so it, it's part of this perfect storm that it's you know we've got pl- we've got very like you say we've got very good players that need to leave that want to leave, either be it. You know, they're just they're, you know, like Toby, where he's just you know contract breakdown, or someone like Dembele who yeah. wants his last contract and wants to earn a certain amount of money. So we have it. We, so like you say, these players need to leave. But uh, so and again, like you allude to, if if we sell them now, then it it, it plays our hand for buying players. So we we kind of everything needs to be done. But it's like it, I I appreciate it's it's getting closer and closer. The deadline day is getting closer and closer. I just I genuinely feel that the last week and and come on this is this is what Levy does like you know we we get our best play, and all I, I've got I, to say I is appreciate- Raphael van der Vaart I mean come on yeah. I have to say that player to you you know yeah. I, I, I like if we was to sign a player like him on the last day and look look, look let's think of it this way right here's a positive spin on it okay the the deadline day how much do we all look forward to the deadline day <laughs> right we love it don't we right? I I don't know about you but the kids haven't got a choice on deadline day. It's Sky Sports News from when I wake up to when I go to sleep. That is what yeah. that's the only thing that's going to be on television. Now, if we if we are if we are going to get some big movements, like you know we know players are going to go and we're going to sign players. This could be the most exciting deadline day for Spurs in in our history. I know we won't have Harry, Harry Redknapp at, right, at the right. uh, let, in his let Range Rover. Let, let, let me stop you. Let go me on. stop you because I think you're confusing excitement and fun. With showing an ambition for the club, so let me let me bring it back to you again. Go on. Even if we were to sign Gareth Bale and Luka Modric on deadline day, yeah, and even if Toby signed the new contract on deadline day and said, "I've changed my mind. I love this club. I want to stay." So that's kind of the perfect scenario for most Mm. people, yeah. (laughs) Mm. Um, Danny Rose signs a new deal and says, "I'm now fitter and healthier than I've ever been in my life. I'm going to be amazing, right?" And I won't speak to the sun anymore. (laughs) Yeah, and I won't ever speak to the sun anymore. So, so all all of these scenarios happen. These perfect storms. Vincent Janssen goes to China for four hundred million. You know, just the absolute (laughs) perfect storm of a day. That doesn't change the fact that our manager said he needed the players early because of the level of fitness that he needs them to be at. Mm. So it doesn't matter what player we sign on deadline day. If it's on deadline day, our manager's not happy. In fact, we're two weeks to go. Even if we make a signing today, the best manager we've had in a generation is not happy about it. There's no escaping that. Now, he did a very political interview yesterday and during the interview, he made me actually genuinely quite annoyed, which okay. is rare, because he said, I think fans need to realise five of our players have signed new contracts, and that's like new signings. 
No, it's not. <laughs> the very definition is they're the same players that are staying. It's wonderful. I'm delighted for them. That's not new signings. It's by. I'm hoping it's a language thing, and I'm just going to throw that in there because I love Poch a bit. But I, well, I can't get away from my friend that even if we sign world class players on deadline day, we are still not giving the manager what he wants. Now you said about the perfect storm about the stadium. I I know stuff about this. The stadium budget is completely separate to transfers. Okay. So, although Daniel Levy is, of course, going to be distracted, there is no impact at all. The finances of the club are in pot A, the finances of the stadium are pot B. And the reason why we did that is because of what happened at Arsenal. Yeah. So, Daniel Levy has done a phenomenal job with that. Like I said earlier, I will give praise where it's due. He learned the lessons from every other club that happened and did this before them. And he made sure that, okay... I will finance, I will find ways of financing this. The reason why the stadium took us like 10 years to start building and all the fans, remember all the idiots going hashtag not one brick and all that rubbish? Morons. (laughs) It's because he was buying the stuff every year. So we had to buy properties around White Hart Lane to do this this deal. He was buying stuff bit by bit. If he'd advertised, right, we're going to build this stadium and we need to buy everything, everyone around that stadium would have gone, yeah, sure, 10 million quid. Well, he had that He had that problem with that steelworks uh, yeah, factory, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, and after me and you burned it down, everything was fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, no, took... sorry, hang on, hang on, uh, quick, edit, <laughs> quick. edit. Um, just, just only for... took us three matches, didn't it, sir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just for <laughs> clarification purposes, um, myself and Matthew did not burned down archway still that was a lady called laura <laughs> um yeah no no we did not do that we, did, yeah. we, we just I watched. should not even joke about that yeah no um but yeah so so you see my point on that so he did an amazing job doing that but again this is where i'm coming back to this point mate where i feel like i'm hitting my head against the wall best manager in a generation delivered champions league three seasons in a row and the chairman is not supporting him Listen, Sam, I'm going to go full potch on you here, mate. Oh, don't you dare say that new signings. Two say things, new, right? If first, you say new contracts and new signings, I, no. this podcast may be over quick. <laughs> but first, first thing, <coughs> I, here's something that that's going to be recorded on, on the podcast, so you know there's no getting away with it if it doesn't happen. Yeah. If we don't make a single sign-in before the deadline, I'll get the Arsenal cannon tattooed on me. That's that's that sure right. I am that we will make at least one signing okay, okay? Right. Let, let, let me stop you right there because one no no not the Arsenal cannon I will we're going to change that because you can't have that because you're a Tottenham fan and that's like I'd rather you had a skin graft to the bone than that <laughs> so we will open this up to the podcast listeners everybody listening if we don't make a single signing we will run a poll and whatever everybody votes for is what he will yeah. get tattooed you and, agree and with that Matt and how about this, uh, Sam? So I'm I'm going not to the arse, uh, not the Gooner Cannon. We can't no. have that. And and this is to, to prove it as well. To say it's definitely going to happen. So I'm going to uh, I'm going on holiday with my wife, and thankfully the yeah. children are getting looked after uh, okay. next middle of next month okay. after the deadline day. So there's there's a couple of great tattoo parlors there, and I've had some tattoos there when I've been in Ibiza. I've had a couple of tattoos done there already. So hundred percent, no sign-ins. You give you up. Put it up to, to, the, to the people on Facebook and they can suggest something and I will get it done if we don't right. make a single signing. Okay, so that, that's your level of confidence. Okay, but that, again, that's fine. 
But go on. You, you said there were two things. You Going full push. Feel better. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I completely appreciate what you're saying about if we like when when we make new signings, they're yeah. not going to be at the level that um, that Poch no. demands fitness wise. But then. I know you're not talking about the players that have signed new contracts, talking about the players like Lucas Moore, like Lorente, players that we didn't have fit, and Lamella, players that we didn't have fit last season, really for the whole season. None of them were fit, were they? Lucas Moore, he was off the pace. Lorente looked like he was a little bit overweight. Lamella just wasn't right mentally and physically. These three players, and I appreciate it's only pre-season, and I appreciate it's only a pre-season game. I liked the look of them yesterday. They look lean. They look fit. They look Pochettino fit. So these are three players that we've gained uh, that we didn't have last season already that are Poch fit. You know, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I, I like everybody. I'm desperate for us to make a couple of signings. Not any team squad signings. I'm desperate for us to make a mark. Like when I saw I saw on the news uh, Martial was coming back to England and I was like oh my god he's coming back does that mean he's going to be talking to us? I didn't realise it's because he's having his, his second baby yeah. or his first baby. Yeah. But that's the kind of play. If we can get him then honestly who Rio Griffiths who? You know genuinely that's what it will be. Okay. Um, but so you're you're not at all concerned that Pox going to walk then? I don't think he will. I don't think he will. He's 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 inve- he's invested in in this in 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 us. You know, he, he is. You know, and and I, and I don't like. I, don't get me wrong. I I know that pe- people are fed up, and I'm sure he is as well. And like that that probably ca- you know you, well, like well, that, that press that's conference. The worry though, isn't it? That he is I, no I, I I just I I just feel like let's let's fast forward three weeks and let's see where we are. Let's just fast forward three weeks. I feel like he's he's just. But man, again, you're you're doing it again. We're fast forwarding three weeks, but he wanted the signings early. But he's got, like I say, Sam, he's got, he's got some fit players from last he, season that he didn't have got, last season. He's, he's got the same squad. Yeah, but he yeah, but he's got the same squad, but he's got a different level of fitness with some of these players. Some of these players, like Lucas Moore, this season will be a different Lucas Moore to last season, and the same for Lamella and the same for Lorente. They will be but, different but, players. But, but but he had them anyway. Yeah, he had them, but he didn't have them at the fitness level that he's got them now. <laughs> no, but my point is that he does have them, so therefore they are at the fitness level they would have been. Plus, he wanted new signings on top. <laughs> my, my my point is now, right? Uh, we've had the World Cup. England players, Belgian players aren't back in training yet. They are gonna have like a week back before the first game of the season. Yep. We've not made any new signings. Every other club we would consider a rival has strengthened and also didn't have the same amount of players in the World Cup. When we were doing the World Cup podcast, we were dead chuffed that Tottenham were so well represented. We're now back focusing on Tottenham only, forgetting England, and it's a massive negative. You know, we we've we've lost these players. Yeah. And you're and you're talking about the squad, and you're talking about the fact that some players are going to be a lot fresher this year. You're right, they are. But on the flip side of that, there's five England players internationals who aren't going to be, and there are potentially three Belgian players who aren't going to be, and there's a goalkeeper who's basically been drunk. For the last two weeks, judging by his Instagram, <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm it's, fair play uh, to him. I'm is... fair play to him, by the way. If I won the World Cup, I'd basically be drunk for the next couple of weeks as well. <laughs> the guy looks like he's having the time of his life, and yeah, yeah good luck right. to him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so I, 
I'm I'm in this place where I I know exactly what you're saying, and it is a perception thing. We sign a player of Van der Vaart level on deadline day, in all of the excitement of deadline day, and all of a sudden the hostility, the anger in the fans, all of that gets lifted, and all of a sudden everyone's happy again. But the thing I'm going to keep trying to drive home to is that even if that happens, our manager is pissed <laughs> and yeah. he i've watched the three interviews he's given in the preseason so far he's visually pissed off and he might be giving brilliant answers and real nicely scripted you know pr pieces but there is no hiding the fact that he wants to go on and win stuff now he said it himself last year we've reached a plateau we've reached a point where he can only get so far the club needed to be brave. The club needed to do things differently. And then the club hasn't. The one thing the club has done is raise the wage ceiling. Mm. That's that's great. That's, yeah. a, that's a big thing. And again, mm. praise where praise is due. They've looked at that and they've done it. But man, come on. There, there is I, I can't find a positive spin to it and I, and I know I've kind of put you on the spot today yeah it's part, part I, of I'm, it. I'm struggling with it and it's aggravating me because I am such a positive fan with things but all I can see is the best manager in a generation saying if we want to win something we have to do this and the club not doing it even though I know they've but, got the money to do I, it I, that's, that's the thing Sam I don't, I don't feel like it's um, let's say Levy, like you say the club, but let's say Levy, yeah. I, I don't think he's going, right, you wanted this, but I'm not going to let you have this. Like, you know, I, I, f- I feel like they're on the same page. So what do I, you I just, think is happening? But it's like, I think it's what I've, what I've said. I, I just think that we we can't, we, 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 not, there's no point making just, av- not, when I say average, I mean like, you know, spending 20 million on a player. I don't think there's any point doing that at the moment because, the squad we've got, the first eleven are fantastic, and I know I know they they didn't win us a trophy, no. and they they got close to, and I and that's why I, I just feel like a couple of excellent signings, a couple of sixty seventy million pound signings, two of those would be the difference. But why I, haven't I, we signed them? Then? Because it it it, it, it uh, because as an ex- like my my thoughts are when you look at and I, I hate keep talking about them, but with West Ham for example, because I know they have yeah. made some. Those kind of signings are easy to make, aren't they? They're e- they're easy to make signings, and like you know, the, and, and and you know, the players are coming over. They're just happy to be in the Premier League, aren't I mean, they? You know, I mean, you say we- easy to make, but last year we signed George's Kevin and Kudu, and it took all summer. Yeah, but that, that yeah, but that, that's 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 because you know this this is this is where it, where I think Pochettino's words about how you know where 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 things need to change i think that's it yeah. like you know it, i i appreciate that part you know mostly what he was saying is he needs to get these signings early and i appreciate that hasn't happened for one reason or yeah. another but I, I just feel that when you step up the level when you step up a level to the the, the and, yeah. and uh, although we've raised the the the, the wage uh, bar up to 200,000 that's still not you know when you're looking at 60 70 million pound players that's still hard to get. I mean, under that, isn't it? You know, so I, I feel like because we've we've raised the bar with who we need, it's it's going to take longer. And also, we've got players, we've got excellent players that we can use as bargaining tools and use for potential swaps, etc. So yeah. I, I just feel like it's going to happen, and, and we are. Gonna, I feel like we are going to get these excellent players, but they're just not going it, to. It's it can't happen. And and unfortunately, the I think the World Cup was part of the problem as well. 
you know, it, it kind of distracted. It distracted, and there were players. I know there were excellent players that weren't in the World Cup, but there were excellent players that were in the World Cup, and it just kind of threw everything. I think well, take um, the World Cup away, and uh, potentially we may have had those in place already. You know. Well, the World Cup happened for every club. Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool have all signed quality players, so that can't be used as an excuse, can it? I I, I just don't. I I. I I feel like I'm kind of like Mr. Levy's uh, yeah. spokesperson no, on the podcast, look, but man, I, I feel like look, I don't I'm think not, he's I'm not attacking you with this. I, yeah, no, I'm, I know I'm playing not, devil's mate. advocate because I, I, I've argued the position that you're arguing with people <laughs> for years, and I've kind of been really worn down um, because I, I've got to this point where I'm like, well, look, I support a football team. The manager of that football team, who I think we all trust now, you know, I think yeah. he's done enough to earn our trust. I've said, if you want to win trophies, this is what we have to do. Mm. And we've not done it. Mm. So what happens this season, you know how toxic the atmosphere got after that FA Cup semi-final. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. We could have posted on the page... Um, you know, congratulations to Harry Kane. He was getting married, and the first comment would have been, "Well, what's yeah. he won? What's he won? Yeah, you know, and yeah. and it, and this is Tottenham fans. I'm not mm. talking about trolling. I'm talking about Tottenham fans. I'm talking yeah. about just that atmosphere of absolute horrible. We said, uh, you know, look at Harry Kane won the Golden Boot at the World Cup, and right now Tottenham fans are replying, "Yeah, with penalties, he was crap." And I'm like, oh my god, seriously, do you watch football? Yeah. And, and but it's the atmosphere, and that atmosphere from that FA Cup semi-final defeat was kind of lifted over the summer because there was speculation. There was Pochettino signed his new deal, which meant everyone felt clearly he's been given assurances. Mm. Clearly, you know, there's things that are going to be happening. And then, because nothing's happened, that atmosphere is back, and it is back with a vengeance. And it has really dragged me into it because I'm looking at it and I'm looking at it and I just can't understand it. I don't understand the mentality. And I think the reason why it's got to me this year is because I know from all the information I have, it's a choice. In the past, I've argued, well, we got to sell somebody because we don't have the money to do, you know, we got to do this, we got to do that. Unfortunately, I actually know now it's a choice. I actually know that Daniel Levy is making a decision to prioritise the bottom line of the business over on-field success. That doesn't make any sense, though, does it? No, it doesn't to me. Now, I, I put this out on Twitter last week, and a guy absolutely argued blind with me about how a business has to be there or you could suffer the Leeds United scenario. I completely understand that. I get what that gentleman was saying. And it, Twitter is not a good medium to have a really good debate over, which is kind of why I wanted us to talk about it today. Because mm. I knew you, you'd have different perspectives on things. Mm. But it just for me, it's like, well, let's have a look at a situation here where we as a club can afford. So let's use Zaha at Crystal Palace. Okay, For me, Zaha is a game changer. Not everyone's going to agree with me on this. But for me, if he is available to us to buy for £70 million, pounds, <clears throat> it's a lot of money, by the way, but mm. just stick with me, £70 million for Zaha, seven, he is the type of player who could be the difference between draws and wins. Yeah. You know, he's the type of player who can just get the ball, bang, score, convert losses into draws, draws into wins. It's the kind of player we've missed a little bit. You know, Kane will get us goals and stuff, but we've missed that player with the ability to go past one or two and just create something out of nothing. Bell, Bell was like that, wasn't he? Bell, exactly yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. 
Now Zaha is 25 years old and is actually classified because he came through the academy system at Crystal Palace as a homegrown player. This is important because currently our squad is not balanced and we actually need to sign homegrown players because currently we can't, if we sign anybody who's not, mm. they can't be added to our Champions League squad. Right. So we need to shift players who aren't classed as homegrown, think Nkudu, Sissoko, people like that, uh, Vertonghen, uh, not Vertonghen, what am I talking about, Alderweireld, you know, those players leaving will open up spaces, but they need to be replaced ideally with players classed as homegrown. We've yeah, run sure. into this problem. Yeah. Now, a lot of people say, well, we've got loads of good youth players. Yeah, we have, but they're not Champions League quality players yet. They're not Premier League quality players yet. They're developing. They've got fantastic potential. But please don't tell me that you want to see Luke Amos sat on the bench as an option at the Bernabeu. No, you want to have Zaha or yeah, Sunny or someone yeah. like that. Mm. So so going back to it, Zaha, £70 million. That will get him. There's, <laughs> It's being reported like his fact. Crystal Palace mm. have said, yeah, okay, the kid wants to go because the opportunity to play in the Champions League, etc., Seventy million. The club have got that. The club could have bought him six, eight weeks ago. He could have been our player, gone on tour, done all these things. If we did that, then everybody would know that Sissoko and Kudu, etc., were surplus, and we needed to sell them. They wouldn't have given us much money for it. I understand that completely. But we probably, from selling. The, the chaff, if you like, and I, I don't mean to sound disparaging to people because I know they are all people. <laughs> I'm just being a bit blunt. Um, if we sold that chaff, we probably would have made 30 million back, which means we are down 40 million on signing Zaha. Now, here's the thing that doesn't bother any other club but us. Yeah, yeah. This whole jokey net spend trophy winners thing was funny a few years ago it's really not funny now because to take that next step you look at Liverpool they got to the Champions League final last year after backing their manager this year they could have easily gone you've got a great squad Jurgen you know take that next step but they didn't they said what do you need to take that next step he told them and they've broken every record to get him it he told them he needed a world class goalkeeper so they smashed the world record to get the goalkeeper he wanted. He wanted that midfielder. You know, they've smashed every record. They have done pretty much everything he's asked to give him that opportunity. Now, if Jurgen Klopp this season doesn't win a trophy, just my humble opinion, he should be gone. Yeah. Because yeah. they have backed him and given everything, and he's been at the club so long now. The expectations of Liverpool fans must be through the roof. I genuinely think they will win something this year. They could even win the league. Mm. and that's because they've backed him they've given him the players and they've given them to him early you know the most recent signing is the goalkeeper if you've got any player in a squad that you don't need to be hitting the same fitness levels as everybody else it's the goalkeeper yeah of course Yeah. now from a Spurs point of view we've done nothing we've got the same squad as last year there's an argument to be made well that's a good thing because we're the most settled squad but you look at our starts to every season for the last three to four years, it's been average at best. Mm. We have a phenomenal time. At some point, we put together a run. It's under Pochettino, yeah. yeah, you got it. Under Pop, we tend to find we got a good chunk of time where we become unbeatable almost for a few months. Mm. And that keeps us or puts us in a top four. 
we're not winning trophies though, and that's because the squad becomes mentally tired at the at the crunch end of the season. You cannot maintain that level for forty to fifty games across four competitions. You need to have players who are going to come in. And we're not talking about players like Sissoko. We're talking about players like Zaha who are going to mm. come in and win you games. Imagine having a system where Sonny plays a couple of games, scores goals, Zaha on the bench. Then they flip it round. You know, you, you've got options then that are just phenomenal. And you've got options that are going to win you matches. Zaha coming on against tired legs... Sunny coming on against Tyrex. Yeah, it's yeah. just just as a defender that'd be terrifying. Mm. And these are the sort of signings that I think we should be making. And these are the sort of signings that are so aggravating for me because we could be. They're not pie in the sky. His wage demands are like 125, 130 grand a week, well within mm. our structure. Yeah, sure. So all of this adding up, you look at what's happening with Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish is a good midfielder who Pochettino's looked at and gone yeah I think I can develop that kid he's homegrown and therefore he's a better squad option homegrown than having a Sissoko uh, Nkudu yeah yeah sure makes sense so bringing in Grealish he's homegrown so that ticks a box Mm. and already he's a better option than the older players who we've got who are in essence our dead weight in the club but that deal could have been done four weeks ago for 25 million quid we offered them 10. The reason why we offered them 10 is because they had an inland revenue bill. And Daniel Levy just left it with them. Like, well, take 10 million quid. You've got that bill to pay. If you don't pay it, you're going to have a winding up petition. Mm. I completely understand what he's doing. He's a businessman. He's trying to chisel them for every penny. The problem is they got investors in that paid that bill. They do still need to sell because of FFP rules and their wage budget. But they don't now have to entertain bids of 10 million quid. In fact, from what a lot of people are saying, they're basically offering Grealish to clubs for 20 million, but Tottenham have now got to pay 30 because of how Daniel Levy acted. Mm. The kid apparently wants to join us. He likes the idea of working with Pock. He's best friends with Deli Alley, which was news to me, but they're really close. <laughs> All of these things, and I just keep coming back to it. Jack Grealish and Wilfred Zaha could have been Tottenham players a month or so ago and could have been on this USA tour. And they could have started the season phenomenally for us. And they're not because Daniel Levy has made the decision to wait until the last minute in direct, you know, in direct conflict, if you like, or conflict with what our manager has asked for. So, after going on that rant for the last 10 minutes and sounding in almost like a little bit of therapy for me, that getting all that off my chest, <laughs> Matt, I need you to now tell me something that's going to make me feel better. Uh, do you know what I feel like you've done? I feel like, I feel like, like we've just declared war with Ooh. Russia and there's, a, there's a, a bomb two hours away. And you're like, Matt, cheer me up. <laughs> oh, dude, sorry. Oh, I feel bad now. No, I, I am. Um, we could have done. Let me check Twitter. That that war Russia thing could could be on the cards. Well, there you go. If that's going to happen, then this isn't so yeah, bad. So, like, yeah, if if we cloud, yeah, that that solved the whole problem, wouldn't it? Um, I'll just check Twitter just just quickly, just in case there's anything around that says you know Tottenham have signed somebody, and then I'll be listening yeah. the podcast later, and this whole rant would have been for nothing. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Gareth Bale signs for Spurs now. <laughs> Um, unsurprisingly, I've checked Twitter. No, there's nothing. There's nothing. Um, I, I, I just think mate, it's, cheer it's, me up because I, yeah. I've just I've just said all that and I've got it off my chest. But I uh... no, you you make some 
you make some really good points, mate. And it's it's one of those things, isn't it, with Levy, where sometimes, um, for example, the Rafael Vandervaart uh, deal. You know, honestly, I would have talking about getting tattoos. I was tempted to get Levy tattooed on me somewhere because it was just this is the de- deal of the century. Like I love you so yeah. much for getting him to for eight million. So it it does work. I, and but I appreciate that it ha- it it can have an adverse effect on the club. You know, whether it's had an adverse effect to the extent that it stopped us winning uh, trophies, I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes I, I appreciate it's, it's a, it's a, to him it's a business and to us it's just a, it's a football club. We, we, as fans, we don't tend to care about the books so much. We just tend to care whether our team are winning every week, mate, don't we? Don't, don't? Mate, don't hate me. I just want to interrupt you quickly because you Go said on. something then and I want to pick up on it. Go on. You said about Daniel Levy signing Van der Vaar, his tactics does work. I think it did work, and I think clubs have now got wise to it, and I think that's why it doesn't work now, and it's why so many clubs won't actually do any business with us. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you see my point on that? It's like yeah, I do. At that point, when we signed Van der Vaar at that deadline day, the whole you know Levy time we used to joke about. Yeah. It was it was good. It was the way he did business. Now, everybody knows that's what he's doing. Mm. I think I think the problem as well is he's he's burnt a lot of bridges with the deals he's oh, done, and big time, it, yeah. it, it's got us fantastic players at bargain prices, but it's pissed off so many. Uh, you know, oh, chairman, yeah. that it, you're right. They're like, it's like what you said about the greediest thing. It's like you know, everyone else can have twenty million. You've got to pay thirty million because you. And it's 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 funny because he he's like that as well. Because I know we spoke about in the previous podcast that example with Harry Redknapp, where yeah. you know Harry Redknapp wanted a a, a, a short term deal when he thought he was going to go to England, yeah. and then. So I, I appreciate that it's something that you know it's just how how it works, but uh, it, you know, yeah, it, it's. I promise. I I I really I want to feel positive. For this. I mean, for me personally, and this is from a completely selfish point of view. You know, this is a, a new season for me. I've got my season ticket, the new stadium. I absolutely am buzzing for the new season. I can't wait. You know, I really can't. I just now now the World Cup's done and finished. And you know, I, I said this to you before we did the previous podcast. I was really struggling at, at that time because I I, I really. Um, I wasn't going to invest much into the World Cup, and yeah. like we probably all did, I invested so much emotionally into it, and I was honestly I was on the floor for the last for the first few days after the semi-final. I was gutted, more gutted. Yeah. Than I've been, but that, that's gone now. That's done. I, World Cup's forgotten about. You know, brilliant. We got to the semi-final. Now my focus is on Spurs, and you know, like I say, for me personally, going to be going to the new stadium. Every time there's a shot on the. Um, on YouTube, there's a, I don't know what the guy's name is, but he does the old aerial yeah, uh, yeah shots. He does the drone footage. Oh my, honestly, Sam, the this the those tingles just start spreading around my body. I just like I cannot wait. And and when it goes around, because I'm I'm in the north, and I, I I would love to have had a seat in the in the in the south, but yeah, because sadly, I, if I had a spare couple of grand, I could have had one. Yeah, well, it's not even that. I mean, some of the seats were sort of seven eight hundred quid, but my problem was I've only, I haven't been a season ticket for holder for that long, nah, so they they did it in phases. So I was in the eight phases. I was in phase six, and by the time it got to my phase. I could have sat in the south, but I would have been about two or three rows from the back. So yeah, I just yeah. decided to sit in the north, where there was a lot more space, where there's a lot more seats available, and, I, and I'm on the second tier. And uh, on, on my Twitter, on my personal Twitter account, I've got the because uh, when, when you bought your season ticket, they they, they sent you a um, like a, a tweet that you could put out, and it yeah. basically just shows like your view, so you can move your phone around and see yeah. where. You, and 
almost daily I'm getting that out and looking and just thinking like, it's not going to be long before I'm there and and I, I, I just and, I, and this isn't going to cheer up people who aren't season ticket holders I appreciate that yeah. but I, I just feel that listen this just Let's just get excited about the new season. I, I appreciate that it's not we're not in a good place at the moment, and I, I do honestly say that the, the points you've made, I completely appreciate, and I'm on board with them. I do. I absolutely yeah. appreciate. The last thing we want to do is is upset Pochettino. He's like our god at the moment. Like you know, I know yeah. he hasn't won us any trophies, but no, not yet. It, but yeah, he, but he, he's, yeah. he, he's, he's got me more excited about Spurs than any other manager has in my lifetime. Honestly, genuinely, like he, yeah. like the, the like we, I know. We've got a history of playing exciting football, and you know it hasn't got us trophies in the past, but it's been great to watch. But you know, you go back to the George Graham days, where honestly it was like going to a morgue for ninety minutes, you know. And so he's got us to a place. Probably Harry Redknapp brought us to that to to an extent, but we're now in a place where we we play exciting football, we play attacking football. It's just a fantastic to watch Spurs and. How many managers say that they they love watch like managers of other clubs and we like you know we like watching seeing how Spurs play and they are yeah. one of the most Pep said it hasn't he Guardiola, Guardiola yeah, yeah. he said Spurs are one of the most exciting teams to watch he said I I, I will go home I, again I, I can't remember if it's him that that said it somebody said they actually go home and they want to watch Spurs they're the team they look to watch on TV because yeah. they know they're going to get a good game of football you know yeah yeah so, I, I mean Guardiola we, did say that. Uh, yeah. He said it whilst he was sat next to the Premier League winners' trophy after <laughs> spending two hundred and fifty million on players. No, I, I know, I know, oh, I sorry, know. Sorry, mate, I, no, I'm just being a dick. No, no, no listen, mate. No, I appreciate that, and I want more than anything to to win a trophy. I do, Look, honestly. An FA Cup, it there's, there's nothing like it, is there? You know, like when and we were talking about the League Cup. You know, like we was it two thousand eight yeah, when yeah, we beat Chelsea. Like my 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 dad's not a, my dad's not a drinker. He doesn't yeah, drink yeah. very often. But we, we we was in a pub in Romford. And uh, it was getting closed down. So it basically had closed down this pub. Oh, but they, they reopened it for this game. So they said, yeah. right, we're, we're reopening it for this game. And then that's it. That's it. We're gone yeah. after that, you know. So so we're, we're drinking. And so it you was... were literally closing down the bar, though. <laughs> yeah, we were closing down yeah. the bar, yeah. And, and my, my dad, and bearing, bearing in mind my dad's nearly 70, so he's had the, the fortunate pleasure of watching us win the league yeah, and nice. you know all of that you know so he he's had all that you know but when when we when when the final whistle went i just remember my dad lifting up the table in front of him and throwing it just in pure joy you know and kind of just this wow <laughs> you know and it's, it doesn't matter so if that's how we all felt winning winning the the league cup you know go up to the fa cup go up to like no, even I, dare I we dream the, F, even... the premier yeah, so I, I, I can't I pre- even imagine how that yeah, feels. I know, um, I appreciate that. So I, I just, I hope that we do it. And I've got a good feeling that I don't think Leave is working against us. I just, I'm hoping he's got a plan. I'm hoping Leave has got a plan. And Pochettino, he's just hot. That's why well, he looks that, pissed that off. Well, that plan's going to have to involve a time machine if he's going to sign players and keep the manager happy. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, okay, man, we're going to have to leave it there because we're, we're over the hour and, I, and I'm... I'm not feeling any better at all. I'm sorry. I think I need to sit down with a therapist for a while and just have a good chat or, uh, or pick up the phone to Daniel. Mr. Levy, we need to have a little chat. Let's have a little chat. Yeah. I need you to clarify a few things for me. Um, maybe, maybe say to him, those matches you asked me to use in the yeah, in, in yeah, leg, yeah. can we... When, I, when, when Archway went up, sir, and you said you needed plausible deniability... Uh, <laughs> Now, again, just to clarify for the record, that is a joke. Laura did it. No. 
Um, so yeah, what I want to finish on then, this kind of goes back to the toxicity that's around at the moment. We were going to run a competition. Uh, we posted on Facebook basically for any listeners of the podcast to win a new Tottenham shirt, be it the new home shirt, the new away shirt. Every response was no thank you. I can't believe that out of 54,000 Tottenham fans, and bear in mind I had to uh, edit a lot of the replies on there because of the language that was being used. I think this is part of the reason why I'm feeling so low. We literally tried to give away a Tottenham shirt to Tottenham fans, and they told us to stick it up our ass on many occasions. I just don't, um, I'm, I'm lost. I, words, I'm, mate. I'm at a loss. I, I don't know mm. where to go with that. So I've not run the competition this week. A big thank you to everyone who's listening. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what we are going to do now. We are going to run the competition next week, but if you are listening now, you are going to get a week's head start. Okay, and yes, that will count for something. So, basically, what you've got to do to win the Tottenham shirt, and you can then choose whether you have uh, men's, women's, kids, uh, home or away. Um, It has to be the size range from the Spurs site. Unfortunately, someone messaged me to say, oh, can you get me one that's like 6XL? No, sorry, buddy, I can't. Um, (laughs) They don't don't exist. I'd love to. I I like having room in mine, you know, but... There's room in his, like, living in a tent. Yeah, well... (laughs) We're living in a tent for some fellows, uh, others who have enjoyed larger a bit more. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So all joking aside, um, obviously it has to be a shirt that exists. I can't believe I have to say that, but I do. Um, what we need you to do uh, is simple. If you are listening to us via iTunes, or if you are listening to us by any podcast provider, you need to write a review. And you need to rate us. And I'm not going to lie, you need to rate us five stars and you need to write something nice. (laughs) But here's the kicker. And this is how we're going to know, okay, that you've been listening to us and you've done this. In your review, you need to put something that we are going to tell you to put. Matt, anything you can think of that they should have to put in their route so they can write like, hey, listening to the podcast, it's really good. But then we need them to write something that is particular to this. What can we say? Should we uh, um, should we a player's name or something like that? Uh, let me think. Um, it's what about? Some, it's got to be something easy to spell as well, because some of the stuff I've seen written on our Facebook page, some of our fans don't spell well, my friend. <laughs> here we go. Here we go, Sam. How about yeah. you've got to put the word Musa Sissoko in in your comment? <sighs> Matthew. <laughs> We are going to fall out again. <laughs> yeah, but okay. that's no, never going to appear right, in a right, review, fine. is it? Okay, Sissoko, right? Okay. No, it's got to be Musa Sissoko. No, 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 no. Just Sissoko. Let me let me tell you why. So you've got to write a review of the podcast and be nice, because if you write something crap, I might lose your entry, okay? And don't call me a farmer. If, I'm gonna, if you can have a go at me about my accent, call me a pirate. I can handle that. Um, but yeah, all joking aside, so you go on to uh, iTunes or wherever you're listening, you write a review. If you're listening to us via streaming on the website, then go find us on iTunes and put us on there. It's a purely selfish reason. It helps our ranking as a podcast. Currently, because we're brand new, not many people can find us. You've got to go searching for us. If we get more people write reviews for us, then we go up the rankings and therefore when people just look for Tottenham Podcasts, we will appear. Ha ha. Fantastic. So it's a selfish reason. I'm not going to lie. Why would I lie? (laughs) But we need you to do it. So go for it. iTunes, whatever podcast provider you're using, write the review. Five stars and write whatever you want to write. Be nice. 
but then I want you to finish with it. This podcast is much better than Sissoko. <laughs> I love it. That's brilliant. <laughs> so, whatever you want to write, but you must write, this podcast is much better than Sissoko. <laughs> as long as that phrase is written in there, you're eligible to win the Tottenham shirt. Okay? That's That's and quality. I'm giving everybody listening right now a weak head start. And trust me, it will make a difference. So, do that. We've got more than one shirt to give away. So that's all I'm going to say, alright? But it will make a difference. So, in fact, screw it. Everybody listening now, there will be a shirt from one of the entries from you guys, okay? So you are getting a head start on everybody else. We're going to promote the hell out of this in the coming week. Hopefully because a new signing might have a (laughs) shirt. Sorry, (laughs) I nearly said that with a straight face. I'll do it again. Hopefully things will be a bit better and people will be in a happier mood. I mean, we stuffed Roma 4-1 last night. Come on. Yes. Pre-season friendly be damned. Um, it was a great second goal by Lucas Moore, by the way, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. really. Uh, the kid looks really sharp. Uh, yeah. You know, for all the joking aside, the side that played last night did look really sharp. Yeah. Uh, Roma, I think, are a couple of weeks behind us in our prep. So the the next test to be Barcelona uh, and AC Milan, and hopefully we can keep developing uh, but yeah, so there you go. So to enter the competition, to win the Tottenham shirt, leave us a review. And the way we find out about this, take a screenshot of it. So, you know, your phone, your computer, whatever. So you've written the review. Once it appears, take the screenshot because nine times out of ten, the usernames for people on iTunes stuff like we'll never know who you are. So take a screenshot of it, send it into the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Spurs News, message the page, attach the screenshot to it, and just put enter in the competition for the Spurs shirt. Me or Matt, a reply, you'll get a reply from us, it'll be signed admin SJ, that's me, or admin MC, that's him. We sound like a really crappy DJ duo, I just realised that. Yeah. I was gonna say anything, mate. I'm right here. This is DJ SJ with my <laughs> well, MC. I, well, I yeah. am MC. I mean, you've got MC Hammer, haven't you? So, Master Seren me. So, I've got quite good initials. <laughs> oh, dude, that gets even better than that. Actually, my middle initials, I'm David, middle initials, so it's DJ. I love it. DJ yeah. and MC. There we go. I've got the uh, mic. You've got the, you've got the, the records. I, I don't know where to go with that. That's, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling major old. The fact you said records for a start. <laughs> There's people listening to us right now going, re- re- record, records. record. What like, what, like a goal scoring record? I don't understand what he's talking about. Yeah. Oh, hell. All right. Okay. So just to reiterate one final time for everybody listening. If uh, And I do have one question from a fan as well, which I've just had sent to me, um, which I'm going to have to read out because if I don't, he's going to give me abuse. So, um, so just simply then, you write the review, you go to iTunes, you go to whatever podcast provider you use if you're on Android. If you're not listening to us by either of those, go go do it. Just find one of them, whatever you're on, iPhone or Android, just go and find it. You rate it five stars, you write something nice. Be nice. I'm going to stress it one more time. And then you use the phrase, this podcast is better than Sissoko. You do that. You screenshot it. Send it into us on the page, facebook.com slash Spurs News. Or you can email it to me, sam at spursnews.co.uk. Um, and yeah, we will we will take your entries to one side. You're getting a week's head start. And like I said... I'll do a prize for all you listening this week. So, big thank you. And like I said, I do have one question which I'm going to read out. And it's coming from a Spurs fan called Stefan Cruz Alvarez. 
uh, Stefan, I'm going to have to find it in amongst the various abuse he's put on this message to me. <laughs> um, it was to do with, let me find it. Talk amongst yourselves, everybody, whilst I find this. <laughs> Matt, you got anything planned for the rest of your day? I I haven't. Well, um, taking the children out. There you go. It's it's, it's quite. It's kind of say it cools down this Actually, summer, though, but it doesn't. You know does what? That's, really? a, that's something we didn't talk about. Matt, uh, what ages are your kids? If you don't mind saying, the six and three. Right, six and three. Matt has done this podcast today with a six-year-old and a three-year-old in the next room. In in the next room, and yeah. they've not interrupted you once. And Matt, no. would you like to tell everybody how you managed to achieve this wonderful I, feat? I it's bribed called, them. It's called bribery. <laughs> now that to me is parenting at its absolute best. You know, absolute <laughs> top-notch parenting. So, yeah. Anyway, I've rambled enough. The question from Stefan Cruz Alvarez was. Do you guys think, as we are selling Toby Alderweireld, that Harry Maguire would be a perfect replacement? Discuss. Oh, yes, um, please. Yeah, so if we sell Toby, you'd like to see us sign Harry Maguire? Yes, absolutely. He had a fantastic World Cup. He's a lot younger. He's English. Yeah, yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, there you go. That answered that then. <laughs> um, uh, mate, big thank you. You've had to put up with me having a bit of a rant and a moan this week, so I really appreciate you doing that. Um I am 99% of the time very super positive and laid back, but I needed to get that off my chest, I think, because it had been eating at me. And just saying it out loud, even if there weren't answers, I feel a little bit better, so I appreciate it. It's therapy, mate, isn't it? Yes, this podcast could become a therapy podcast quite quickly. (laughs) As Tottenham fans, I think we do need a therapy podcast. Absolutely. And perhaps that's what this should be. This should be a place for everyone just to chill out. (laughs) Um, A feature I'm thinking of bringing in, and I'll say it now, and I've not even mentioned it to you before, is fans being able to send us in audio. Um, So if you want to talk, you want to leave us a question, then you can send us in the audio track. We'll We'll put it into the podcast. So rather than just reading your name out, you can actually ask the question or make the point yourself and we'll mm-hmm. put you out to the hundreds of people listening uh we are very close to breaking the 1000 unique listener mark which is a phenomenal thing for a podcast okay. that has only just launched and the season isn't even started yet so a massive thank you to everybody um we hope you're enjoying it we hope uh today wasn't painful for everybody listening as i went on a bit of a rant Next week, uh, we will bring back Matt's stats. We'll bring back uh, your comments, your questions. We'll be more formulaic. We'll do some research into a few subject matters. But this week was just a little bit of group therapy. There's a group hug for everybody right now. Oh, I'm getting involved. And on that basis, I'll say goodbye. <laughs> we'll speak to you all again next week. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs. And remember, to dare is to do.